0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.
1: Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World
0: Empower yourself and get
1: inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am your host, Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super excited to have you here with us today on the Unity Online Radio Network, where we explore the concept of developing a life of peace every day. We do this every Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or whatever time it is in your corner of the world right now. And that's right. That's right. A life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Can you even imagine such a thing? Well, I'm here to tell you that yes, it is possible. Yes, you deserve it. And yes, you can achieve it. Listen, I'm a mom of two teenagers, a wife, a full-time pharmacist, an actress, an author, and a keynote speaker, the workshop speaker, and the creator of Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. And my days are busy, just like your days. We are busy people, but that does not mean that we cannot have a life of peace every day. How do we do it? There is so much going on in the world today. A lot of stuff going on. And if you follow me on social media, on my Facebook page, Instagram or Twitter, you'll see that I post today that said something along these lines, that if you find life to be an uphill battle, there's always something to fight for or fight against. Once we make the decision to fight for anything, to get in that fighter stance, we attract more things to fight about. Isn't that something? I mean, we're trying to solve a situation and it seems totally logical, right? We go in there, we fight against what we don't want or we fight for what we do want, but it just brings more stuff for us to fight about. And it is exhausting. It takes what could be an enjoyable journey with with a lot of twists and turns, that's right, there are twists and turns, there are ups and downs, but the journey could be a lot more enjoyable if we learn the art of allowing, the art of allowing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm super excited to bring this topic to you. It's one that's near and dear to my heart, and it is definitely, definitely a foundational concept in developing a life of peace every day. So we have a wonderful guest with us today. Miss Reverend Judy Venturini. Now, you might have better mess it up. Reverend Judy Venturini. We're so happy to have you on the show today. Welcome.
0: Thank you. And I'm excited to be online with you today and on this radio show. Oh my gosh. This is a, this is a great topic. And I think it's so timely. It's a great
1: way to begin the new year out, right? You know, setting an intention. Setting an attention, intention. So before we hop into talking uh, about the art of allowing, I love it if our guests, if our audience, could learn a little bit about our guest, and just tell us a little bit about your background and you know what you're doing and in, in your ministry.
0: Right. So um, I'm currently. Actually, today is a wonderful day for this to happen because um, I am just completing as of tomorrow a one-year residency at Meredith Medical Center as a chaplain. And um, I don't know what's going to happen after this. And so I am just p- totally participating in this act of allowing because I know that as I do that, I'm just so totally centered in peace. And I know something really good is ahead of me, and I can't even imagine what. And that makes it like a surprise, and so I'm so excited about it. And it defies uh, how I've lived most of my life, and um, but I could tell you, with that being said, I'm in a total sense of peace. I've been a unity minister for over 25 years, and um, in 2014 I was at a, or 2013 I was at a, in a ministry serving as a senior minister, and I was suddenly diagnosed with cancer, and my whole life, my whole life fell apart. Everything, all my structures. And um, I felt hopeless, and I felt um, embarrassed that I was feeling the, of these energies at, after being a minister all these years, and I didn't know where to turn, and I found this wonderful book called When Things Fall Apart. And I realized that my life had fallen apart, but the only way that things could get better is if I surrendered, and I allowed God to put it back together. And through doing this, I found this book called, and I don't know how I found out about it, it's called The Way of Mastery. And um, I already knew that instead of trying to manifest a job or to create a job or set goals for a new job or a ministry, that there was something else that needed to be created through me. And I had to allow God to create it through me. I had to get out of my way I had to stop trying to figure out what I needed to do. In fact, it was almost like instead of being the captain of my ship, I ended up being on the journey. I'm on the cruise ship enjoying the journey now, and it's a lot easier. So um, with that being said, I ended up very shortly finding out about, um, after I was cancer-free, I found out about... um, Cancer journey, and I became certified as a cancer coach. And then a bunch of other things happened, and it led me to where I am now, um, serving Unity uh, Unity Church of Christianity in Baltimore as guest speaker and doing uh, this work as a chaplain. So that's a little bit about me and where I'm at.
1: Wow, it's all so fascinating i want to go back to the first one is a huge congratulations you said tomorrow you finish your one year residency as a chaplain yes that is amazing and congratulations to you i know that was a lot of work and uh but so i'm very happy for you to be it to be part of that celebration here so that's that's absolutely marvelous you mentioned and i think this is so important Sometimes we think because we are living our life in such a way, and I want to just use the phrase, is it pleasing unto the Lord, right? That it would make us more prepared for these rocky roads or stumbling blocks, I like to call them, that show up out of nowhere. And I think we can call cancer showing up a huge stumbling block. Especially as you said, you were serving as a senior pastor and you were doing those things and leading people to the Lord and teaching and out of nowhere you get this diagnosis. And and of course we know that could happen to anyone, but sometimes our responses surprise us because we're we are living in a physical vessel that has physical responses. And I love the fact that you say, you know, you you're you're kind of shocked. You're like, where is this coming from? Why do I feel so isolated? Why do I feel so what I know on some level that I'm still safe, but I feel so unsure. And I think it's important to realize that that's, none of us are. Ha- are yeah, I can hear a, a little background.
0: Yeah, I'm having trouble hearing you right now.
1: I think that's so important for us to realize is that all of us, uh, no matter what our vocation is, vulnerable to having those feelings of sure, being unsure. And so you mentioned that you found this book, during, and I think that's fascinating because during this time in the season of your life, you could have found that book at any time, but you found it in a point of need, and it changed the way you view so many things. And what's the title of the book again?
0: It's called The Way of Mastery. And um, it's actually much like The Course of Miracles, which uh, was tr- um, actually given by uh, Jesus or Joshua himself. And um, I think I heard about it through a show uh, that I was listening to that Wayne Dyer was on on PBS. And um, and in there, it speaks about the, the way of allowing and that... Um, Allowing is actually brings us, it's the most important step that we could take in our spiritual journey because it brings us to a sense of peace that we can use everything that we have created in our life that shows up, whether we understand that we create our own life or not, but everything that shows up is of our own creation and that we keep creating out of the same consciousness. But when we allow, we surrender, we surrender to this higher power, to this God, to this God within us to guide and create our desire. And my desire at this time is to serve the world to awaken. And how I do that is up to God, and I allow the doorways to open. And that's exactly how this chaplaincy opened. Um, I wasn't even thinking I wanted to be a chaplain, but the doors opened to it and the opportunities opened to it. And I learned even through this chaplaincy how the unconscious works and how um, the psychodynamics of that all works on a psychological level and on a spiritual level. And I am better able now to just live in the moment knowing all is well to trust wow. and to have the faith that I need to know that something is in the horizon. I might not see it right now, but the sun is rising. And the lighter it gets, the clearer it gets. And, um, and that's how I've been living my life. And I have people like my own daughter who's like, Mom, you got to have goals. Well, there's a difference between a goal and having a desire or intention. Because the goal is what we think we need in our life. But oftentimes what we think we need might not be what we need. And everything that shows up, every breakdown and breakthrough, is something we need. So when these things occur that we want to avoid when life throws us a curveball, that is difficult. That is actually something we need to move through, And God is using that energy to help us move through, to clear out of us anything that's hidden. And until everything that's hidden in the unconscious, we cannot fully awaken. We cannot fully find the peace that we sung in Unity Churches all these years. Um, We have to come to the sense of allowing God to create through us and give us the peace that is ours to have.
1: That's so much
0: there that is so...
1: First of all, I think you really define what I our, our mission is. Our mission is to create this feeling, this knowing of wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. And being able to do that, no matter what shows up in your external world, the good, the bad, the in-between, using all of that as a stepping stone. And you were talking about the difference between a goal and an intention. And I love how you said that a goal is something that we think that we want. We think that we want. So is is that so does that make an intention
0: like, an intention for me my intention, my desire is to is to know God at a deeper level. To be, it's not something that I'm going to do in the world. A goal is something I'm going to do in the world. And as I know God, as I trust God, as I have faith in this process as being a spiritual being, there's nothing we need to fear. There's nothing to worry about. And you had you had said something that kind of week, something in me in me a, a second ago when you said, I'm losing it, I'm sorry, you said um, every about everything serving us. Oh, I know. So oftentimes in unity, and I, at least I did this, and I, I don't know if any of the listeners out there can relate to it, when something happened that seemed to appear to be very difficult or what we would term as negative. There was sort of a thinking that was something in our consciousness. There was something wrong with us. But that takes us from the premise that we, there's nothing broken, nothing in us that needs to be fixed. And so then right. I, would become, I would become anxious thinking that there was something in me that was wrong instead but of knowing that everything about me is just so right and complete. Oh, my and gosh. And by allowing and then- that shifted. Right, the the, the allowing change of perception. Yes, Yes. that shifted that perception. So instead of putting things in a negative and a positive, that's a duality. That's a third-dimensional thinking framework. But we're moving at a time of being fourth, fifth-dimensional beings. And in that fourth, fifth-dimension way of life, There is no polarities. There's no good and bad, negative and positive. There's only oneness. It's circular. The energy is circular. And that's what we profess in unity, that there is only oneness. But we put everything in duality. We do. We
1: have have a tendency to do that. We're we're looking for the right of a thing.
0: Yeah. So we're either good or we're bad, or we're positive or we're negative. And there's God in there, uh, there's us. Well, there is no God in us. There's just it. There's only one presence, one power. One presence and one power, and we're part of that. We're part
1: of that. Everything is God or nothing is God, right? So, so
0: everything is God
1: or nothing is God. Right. right. And we all, are
0: not separate it, from it. Goes,
1: right. It all goes
0: back to perception. And
1: you said something that someone else said to me
0: just yesterday.
1: She said, I would like to have a deeper relationship with God. And as I'm listening to you talk right now, part of me feels that this deeper relationship with God, I call that moving from to knowing, and that deeper relationship in God with God is coming from what we may call trials and tribulations. Would you, would you say that was accurate?
0: Well, I, I think trial, trials and tribulations are, are dual, duality, a way of thinking. Mm-hmm. It's, see, but, now I mean, when we, something we happens that is difficult, that, that I have to work through or whatever, I don't see it as a trial or a tribulation. I see it as an opportunity. I kind of go, oh my, look what I now created in my life. I can't wait to see how I'm going to get out of this. I can't wait to see what's in front of me because I no longer, because if I see it as a trial or tribulation, then I suffer. And we're not meant to suffer.
1: Right. It's suffering is a choice. Wouldn't you agree? Suffering is, you can, something can go on. I I recently, I think we were talking about this maybe last week or the week before I recently had a challenge and I had to keep reminding myself to approach that challenging situation with wonder and surprise and excitement and enthusiasm. And one of the yes. things that I said was just what you said. I said, I cannot wait to see how this is going to work out. That, oh, my goodness. Yes, And yes.
0: that wonder it, and that it, awe, that's coming from mm-hmm. that sense of innocence and purity and love that we were created to be. where well, we can use our imagination then and like... We can't imagine it at first, but then slowly it begins to form in our mind. The Holy Spirit begins to give us clues and ideas of how to step on this journey and through this path and things begin to open for us um, yeah. you know when i when i had when I found out I was cancer free this is a really good example of allowing when I found out I was cancer free and I found out about cancer journey, I called the coaches. And they called me back and they said, we, we decided you'd be a wonderful candidate to become a cancer coach. And we're having a training on Thursday. Now, this was on Tuesday. And they said, can you get to San Francisco by Friday? And I said, I would love to come. How much does it cost? And they said $3,000. And I said, unfortunately, I don't even have $300, but I'd like to do this someday." And they said, well, another opportunity will come up, and I thank them. Thursday morning, I get a text from a woman that I call my spiritual goddaughter, and she's in San Francisco, and the new Bay Bridge opened, and she, she sent me a picture. And I stood there in that moment, and I went, oh, my God, I wish I was there. San Francisco is my favorite city in the whole world, forgetting the cancer journey training was in San Francisco and not half an hour later the coaches called me back and they said something happened that's unheard of someone was registered to be trained as a coach and she can't come and she wants us to give the 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 tuition to somebody who could use it can you get here everything was provided for me to get there this was Thursday morning afternoon about 2 o'clock, and I was in San Francisco the next day at 10.15 in the morning.
1: I hear a couple of things that really resonate with me. And the first being that when you realize that you didn't have the $3,000 to get there, I didn't hear you mention about how you got nervous, felt disappointed, you felt panicked, and maybe... Opportunity? Did you feel any of those things?
0: Uh, no, because I was just so happy that they called and get there right then. But I thought, well, maybe this isn't the time. You know? say there was something in the energy of when I looked at that picture and I went, "Oh, I wish I was in San Francisco now." There was something in the declaration of that i don't know how that all happens but i said it with power i could feel it and this is a this is a big thing that when we feel what we want it happens everything demonstrates through feeling so when we're feeling bad about something we keep recreating the situations that make us feel bad but when we could feel the excitement and joy of what we are anticipating, what we want, the whole universe opens up to us. The whole key right there, you said,
1: behind it. That that energy, I call that active gratitude in some of my talks. Energy creates more energy and life attracts life. Yes. And it brought something to you for the desire, but you didn't stress over it because...
0: When you, you talked about having to, when you stress I, I, over I'm it. Lo- I'm losing you. I heard you say when you stress over it.
1: When you stress over it, it creates a duality of mind and it keeps the energy, I call, I call it like frozen in time. So you don't get the results that you want because you have a desire, you're desiring to move forward. But at the same time, you're suppressing that energy with the panic and the and the anxiety of it all.
0: Yes, actually, the belief, if you think about this, that the, our faith does not believe it's going to happen. The only reason why we would have anxiety is if we thought that things were impossible. Yeah, And if you yeah. look at the miracles that Jesus did, every miracle that I've looked up, he said and your faith has made you whole. He always says faith. He never said I made you whole or I healed you. He always said that the faith of the person that got healed was what made them whole. It's our faith. So what are we going to put our faith in? Are we going to put our faith in that we can get to San Francisco or are we going to put our faith in that it's impossible to get to San Francisco? Are we going to give our faith to I'm too old to get a job, nobody will give me a job, or we're going to put our faith in that there's the very right job for me at my age. As right. we put our faith into that, we of what, where we're moving through our desire, then it opens for us easily, easily. And I have to tell you, I have had a lifetime of standing on the edge of financial disaster, and then having breakthroughs. Financial disaster, breakthroughs. And I got so tired of it. That was one of my desires, is that I no longer wanted to get on the edge of financial disasters. And one of the things Joshua says in The Way of Masteries, he said, what would it be like to throw a different pebble into the middle of the pond of consciousness and let it ripple out to you? that which you desire. And he says that because we don't know what we how to really get there, we put the pebble in our hand and we ask God to open up the way for that to happen. Because I tried many times, maybe 40, 50, 60 times in my life, to be prosperous. And I had breakthroughs. And then... I would go back to disaster and then breakthroughs. That's very exhausting, a lot of anxiety. And I know that's what contributed a lot to my cancer. I didn't want to live that way anymore.
1: Right. So what would you so say to the... one day to I the-
0: stood there with my hand out and I said, okay, put in my hand the very thing that will get me out of this. And I imagined myself tossing this pebble in a pond and I saw it rippling to- towards me and I kind of walked away and that was it and my life changed slowly but it changed
1: wow and as i'm sitting here listening poetic (laughs) you say to the person who's who's awake at night they can't sleep at night Because financial ruin is something that many people are facing at least they believe that they are their lifestyle, right? And you know, by either consumed by debt or consumed by lack of uh, viable income and source. Well, how do they, when when their eyes, their physical condition points to lack? They all they can see and they feel lack. And how do they overcome? Well, address that question when we come right back after this break. This is Dr. Drayvon okay. James and Monday Day Peace. We'll be back with The Art of Allowing with our guest, Judy Ventrino. Experience the
0: Difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today.
1: Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in
0: 1991. God is extravagant supply. Get that, extravagant. God is extravagant supply. He brings forth the best robe. He spreads a banquet table, as we saw last night, with good things on which we may feast. He overflows our cup. He opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing. And then this is what the Unity Correspondence Course said. Why are you satisfied with such meager living when you may have so much?
1: To find out more about Unity teachings, visit unity.org.
0: Now's the time to
1: register for this year's Heart of Healing Retreat, hosted by the leaders of the Silent Unity Prayer Ministry. Imagine coming to the beautiful campus of Unity Village with its fountains and rose garden to rest and renew your spirit as you explore the spiritual principles of healing. You'll spend time in silence as well as celebration. The retreat is April 25th to 28th with an early bird discount before March 1st. Visit unity.org slash silentunityretreat.
0: Discover what your dreams are trying to tell you. Join dream expert, best-selling author, and hypnotherapist Kelly Sullivan Walden for Ask Dr. Dream every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Central. Kelly will awaken you to the wisdom of your dreaming mind with expert interpretation
1: as well as introduce you to fascinating guests. Each week you'll get information you can use to
0: help make decisions and gain greater self-awareness. Join the show live or listen later on demand here on unityonlineradio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555.
1: Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. This is Dr. Drayvon James, and we are with Judy venturini i apologize i keep messing that up my tongue doesn't want to say it right but she is a wonderful (laughs) reverend um finishing her tomorrow is her uh the end of her one year residency as a chaplain. So congratulations on that again. But we're talking right now, we're answering that question is how do people deal with, or how do people approach and develop a lifestyle of allowing when they're in the middle of situations that are extremely painful? We are talking about financial ruin and those things are really real for people and they have tangible, tangible, uh, downsides to them. You know, when you're hungry, when you're facing eviction, when you're facing repossession of your vehicle or what have you, you can't pay school tuition, you don't have health care, and you're trying not to go into a state of panic. You're trying not to judge your your life and your journey by what your eyes see. What advice would you give for that person to stay in the space of allowing?
0: Well, the first thing that I would say is that it's sort of like uh, actually, the, the the key to this is actually surrender, letting go. It, it's a very difficult process when you're in the midst of something like that. And But the first thing that you can do is if you can have the self-talk to know that just like the difficult times of your past you're gonna, and you got through it, this is just another time that you will get through and that you surrender and just ask God, to use this to help you to advance your ability to awaken and to know that peaceful state that you desire. And it's sort of like planting a garden. Surrender is like planting a garden. Okay, a a farmer will take his seeds and he'll till the soil and he makes sure the pH level is okay and he uh, or she will plant those seeds in the soil, make sure that... The conditions of the temperature and the weather and the rain or or water the soil if it's dry, they do everything to make sure that the seeds will grow. But the greening doesn't happen for a long time. But the farmer knows that eventually it will happen, and there's something going on under the surface all along. And if we could just realize that under the surface of all this, that something will sprout out of it, something good will come out of it, and just surrender and ask God to use this energy, not to be afraid of it. And then there's a lot of practical things you could do. When I get anxious, and I I get anxious lots of times, I do things like I put on my favorite CD that has maybe music. I go out for a walk. I pet my dogs. My dogs just comfort me. I, I, I get counseling when I need to or coaching. I, I do all the things that I know that work for me. If you love flowers, go to, the, to a flower garden or go to a florist or buy yourself a plant and put it right before you so you can look at those flowers. Do whatever you can do to nurture yourself but everything that usually that we're anxious anxious about has a seed that happened to us in the past most of our anxieties come from something that happened in the past that we were traumatized and we're not aware of it and that's where counseling helps or fear of the future and the more we stay in the future we will be anxious, but pulling things that right now, I'm just fine right now. Thank you, God. Right now in this moment, I'm still here. Right now in this moment, I'm in my house. Right here in this moment, I I have enough to eat. Just keep yourself focused on what you have here and now. And that's that's a big key to the allowing is this constant surrender.
1: I, I, I thank you so much for that because as you were talking, I'm reminded – And I think I put this in my book, Freedom is Your Birthright. I really was a person who at one point in my life, even though I had started studying this journey of this peaceful journey at age 17, I got to a place sometimes where I would get so scared of what was going to happen because of what had happened in the past. And of course, if you're living in the past, you'll always be fearful. If you're living in the future, you'll always be full of anxiety. But what I would say is that I know God can do it. I'm not sure he will do it, right? And so I had to mature beyond that to say that sort of what you're saying is that, and this is where I am today, I constantly say that in this right here, whatever this is has come to bow down and serve me in that I can have a closer walk with God, in, in that I can recognize the God presence in everything, and I can grow right. and develop this physical body to have the best physical journey possible. Eckhart Tolle had this statement in one of his books, and I use it a lot, too, when I find myself getting um, concerned or fearful about the future, or the, you know, too much in the past. And it simply says this, in this moment, what is wrong? in this moment and it forces me to really say in this moment i could tell you that why i'm scared about what happened two minutes ago or why i'm worried about what's going to happen a minute from now but in this moment right now which is all that we have i am whole complete yes there's nothing yes. missing nothing broken there's yes. totality and i am safe and so if sometimes you really have in the journey of life is real in the, it goes in, in waves. Some people right now are having so much happiness. They just want to give some away to somebody else. And some people are having so much difficulty, experiencing so much difficulty. They don't know if they can make it through the next five minutes. And really the task is the same, to stay mindful of the fact that in this moment right now, this moment, not a second from here, not a second away or To the front or to the back, but in this moment right here, you're safe. And then that's when you're
0: speaking about this. You're reminding me of when I did have the cancer. I, I actually had no place to go to live. I had lots of people that welcomed me uh, because I had to give up my apartment because I had to leave my ministry, and I had no income, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And my, my, my children's family situations were not conducive to my coming there then and people offered me a place to stay but I couldn't bring my dogs and I was like I'll be homeless before I I give my dogs up and so two days before I thought I was going to be homeless my daughter said you could come but you have to stay in the basement because we have no room for you and I was I felt trapped I was so anxious I was in this little cold room in the basement with cancer and I was only up about four hours every day. I was I was so sick. And that's why my book's called In the Margins, because when I got The Way of Mastery, I began to read it, but I couldn't make notes because I was too weak to get up to get paper in that moment. So I began to write in the margins of the book. So our anxiety, the things, the very things that we are fearing, Bring us to the margins of our next phase, phase of living. Yeah, it is yeah. a sign that something is about to change. Something is mm. about to change. And we have to be willing to go to that edge, to go to the edge, knowing that somehow there's a greater part of us that has always been connected with God Even if we've come to believe that's not true, it's so, and we need to use our faith. We need to exercise it only in that moment, knowing that one day when I said, it's like growing a garden, the plants will begin to emerge. The new shoot will arise. Our new life will come forth. And I got out of the basement.
1: Wow. Wow. That is a beautiful story. And, you know, you the points that you're making are so tangible. They are so tangible in this moment right here. And when you were just talking, I wanted to just ask a question about how one can. It, the book is called The Way of Mastery. Mastery. And right, it, it's been said that it cannot be studied. Can no. you speak on that? It cannot be studied.
0: This cannot okay, what we're talking about cannot be studied and must be practiced yeah. see we could yeah. if we read a book or we read about spiritual principles and we study them, they may, they're meaningless. spiritual principles are meant to be practiced, and we know like if you if you decide you're going to play a violin <laughs> and you've never played a violin. There's going to be a lot of horrible sounds coming out of that violin at the beginning. But you have to just keep practicing so that your fingers touch the very string in a very special spot at the very special amount of pressure so that when you move the bow across those strings, beautiful music will come out of it. But it takes practice. And if you give up because those sounds are not beautiful at the beginning, if if you get upset because it's not happening right now you're never going to become a violinist
1: right and and the thing is when you just said that when we talk about this must be practiced and not just and not studied there was a part in the bible and i wish i could remember this first but it says that you would be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only meaning that you would put into practice these things that you are hearing about we do have a call, caller on the line i want to go to tony You're on the line with Everyday Peace and Dr. Drayvon James and our guest today, Reverend Judy Venturini. I got it right that time. Yes, you did. And (laughs) How are you today, Tony?
2: Hello, hello. Wonderful show, um, Dr. James, as usual. And uh, Reverend Venturini, um, your concept of allowing is wonderful. I have a question. So what if a person, let's say someone is listening to the show right now and they're taking in all of these jewels and wonderful things about staying in the moment. but while they're listening to the show, they're in the moment of their crisis, whatever it is. So how does a person get out of that thought and and focus on the tools that both you and Dr. James are giving so that you don't stay in that state of crisis if that makes any sense.
0: Um, It it does make a lot of sense, and I think we talked about it a little bit ago. Um, I think doing nurturing things that help you. Um, I have found through um, getting trained in psychotherapeutic uh, counseling um, as a chaplain uh, that my past was a big key to, to the state of allowing because in our unconscious state, there may be there may be things that we came to believe true about us that are totally false, and so that is a hidden piece that we might have to deal with that causes anxiety.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so there's that aspect of dealing with the past and getting support for that, and the other part is um, in the future, not worrying about tomorrow or in five minutes like right now like we mm-hmm. were saying right here and now i'm okay in this moment and having this attitude you know of a young little child who's like you know has this innocence and it's like doesn't worry how they're going to eventually walk or run or or play baseball they just have a lot of fun in the moment of doing what they're doing to kind of mm. shift it right now right now right something good's going to kind come out of this and i believe the way of mastery teaches and i think this is important that everything that happens to us even these things that seem very anxiety producing are actually helping us to clear out of us those states that are no longer needed for our awakening
2: oh wow wonderful wonderful
0: Yeah. So actually, Holy Spirit's using those circumstances to clean house, to clean the unconscious, so that we can once more remember who we are totally.
2: Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Thank you so much for calling. That that was an excellent question. We'll hear you next week. And thank you for being on. You're a regular with us. And we really appreciate your, your taking in the information here and hope it's being a blessing to your life.
2: It is. Well, you're welcome. And thank you.
1: Okay. God you're bless welcome. you. God bless. Yeah, I, w- I want to speak to something. You talked about staying in the moment. And I think this is, people can use a lot of tactics. And for me, I think a lot of times is that my mind can be very, very active. I have to really sub- work to subdue it. And I know you talked about a lot of activities. Uh, working out helps, you know, being physically active. One thing that helps me a lot is self-talk. You you hit on that a, a bit ago. Self-talk and reminding my mind, reminding myself, if you will, the younger, uh, scarier inner me, and or you know when I say younger, childlike behavior. Sometime in the fact that it gets really really panicky and it wants to throw a tantrum and destroy everything in its wake trying to find comfort and really I get in there and I talk and I comfort it and I, and I, and I acknowledge that, yes, you are scared. You've been scared before, you know? Yes, you are. You know, you feel alone, but you're not alone, but you've felt alone before. And I just start talking and, you know, it's sort of like soothing an infant when you have an infant in your arms and they're, you know, it's, they're really um, anxious or crying and, and that soothing tone and acknowledging them. And I, To do that with ourselves, I I, I'm doing a tour with some other ladies. I'm so fortunate uh, Saturday in Sacramento, California. And the name of that tour is the Self Love Explosion Tour. A lot of what we're talking about right here, this art of allowing, this art of allowing, really connects to us having to us treating ourselves more loving, and taking that harsh edge off of how we respond. When we when we are not producing the response that we want, if that makes sense, we are angry at ourselves because we can't stay calm, or we or we you know are becoming anxious or angry or fearful, and really just stop and take a moment and say, this really has come to serve me. I know that I will be closer to God when it, when I go through this, but yes, I am scared. But I've been scared before. Just be tender with ourselves. I think makes a big difference on this journey. I want to ask you also: How can our guests connect? Our listeners connect with you. Is there a way that they could could connect and work with you further?
0: Yes, I'm. Um, I, I do coach work, and as well as I am, I do psychotherapy with people. I'm being certified as a psychotherapist, and so if anybody would like to explore their unconscious self with me. I could do that on, on, on the phone or Zoom, and I do coaching. And they could contact me at my email, which is jv, like in Victor, en, like in Nancy, jvn49, at gmail.com.
1: Well, that's wonderful. And you're doing one-on-one counseling as, as well as uh, teaching. Uh, do you do any uh, group work, group Bible studies or group studies?
0: Well, I'm currently, because I was so involved with uh, this process um, as becoming a a chaplain, I had papers to write and my own studies and I writing my Sunday talks and that, that I have put everything else aside. And I am going to, I, I do teach the way of mastery. I do a group study on Tuesday nights, which people can check in with Zoom with us. And um, and they they're more than welcome to join us that way, but in the future I will be looking and exploring ways to do more things on the internet. And if there's actually any people, um, churches or ministries, or if someone has an organization that would like me to come speak, I do guest speaking everywhere, so I'd be happy to come and share this art of allowing with people.
1: Oh, I love it! I think. What do you think about the world? Is, do you feel that we are awakening? I mean, there's so much conflict and darkness in the world. How how do you apply the art of allowing to this? Do you see
0: that the world is using it? Are we pushing away from it? You know, I was really getting angry <laughs> at some of the stuff happening. You know, I was really reactive. And it was just, I. so there's... um. Michael Singer talks in his book uh, about about observing ourselves. And when we observe ourselves, we're out of whatever, the anxiety will go away just through observing ourselves being anxious. So I started observing myself being angry. And I realized that just like everything that appears to be difficult in our life, is for us to um, become better at allowing and being there in our our awakening, that the world is awakening. And this is actually, I believe, everything that we're seeing is that everything that was in the unconscious now is coming up. Stuff that people thought wasn't there um, is showing itself, so to speak. And I think we're watching the death of the um, ego before our eyes.
1: Wow. Now, that's fascinating. We're watching the death of the ego. Of
0: ego consciousness that has gripped the world.
1: Mm. It will not go down without some sort of struggle. struggle. I know that. Big right? it's a, struggle. It's a, it's a strong, like it's a strong force. Eagle.
0: This is group ego. Our country has one, and we're we're watching it right now. And no matter what side of the aisle that we might sit on or whatever, everybody's reacting. Everybody's reacting, but we need to sit back and see that something good will come out of this, that our struggling and our fighting and the conflict is just our ego rearing its ugly head, and that it comes back to surrender, doesn't it?
1: It comes back to surrender, and that is the whole point. It comes back to
0: trust. It comes back to knowing That all is
1: well. That all is well and you are safe. At the end of the day, and I say this all the time when we we gather, at the end of the day, everybody wants to know I'm safe. No matter what's happening, that I'm safe. I am safe. And that all is well. And this is the truth. And there's, you know, so part of our task is to stay in that knowing. Is to stay in that knowing. And when you you hit on something when you talked about the book by Michael Singer, that another great point is that when you shine the light of consciousness on something, especially fear or anger or hatred, it starts to just fade away because it wants to stay in the shadows. It doesn't want you to look at it. It wants to stay in the shadows so that it can be in there and you know, wreck all kinds of havoc and everything in there. But when you stop and you just observe, you say, hmm, there's anger. I wonder what that's going to do. It's all of a sudden it lifts. There's fear. There's fear again. It starts to lift because it doesn't want you to shine a light. And these are odd little cartoonish like analogies that I'm placing, but they work. They absolutely work. As a pharmacist for 28 years, I will tell you that working in healthcare. You see a lot of things where um, people feel as though they are at the end of their their faith, their patience, and they want to give up. But when you sit with them even for a minute and you shine consciousness on that type of th- talk and that type of thinking, it starts to fade away, and they find strength. They find it's strength the connection. Yeah.
0: All we want and desire as human beings is connection.
1: Oh, Our my connection. goodness. So I got I to tell you, we're, we're, at this conference that we're doing, the Self-Love Explosion Tour in Sacramento, one of, one of the points that I make in my part of the presentation is that, and you just hit on it, connection. We all want to hear this. We all would love for someone to say this to us. I hear you. I understand. And I love you. I hear you. I understand and I love you. And we have to be the first people to say that to us, to ourselves. I hear you. Which means we part. have to we have to slow down long enough. You know, the, the our mind is going in a you know a space that's almost faster than the speed of sound, right? The speed of light. And it's moving. Right. But we have to be in that space with it and say, I hear you. I understand and I love you. And all of a sudden, It puts the brakes on. And it's, you know, our inner self stops because we want that connection. We want to be
0: connected. Jesus said in the Bible that he gave us two great commandments, to love God with our own heart and soul and to love our neighbors as ourselves. But to order to love God, in order to love our neighbors, we have to love ourselves. And what you're talking about, Dr. Dravon, is loving ourselves self-nurturing ourselves yeah. and when we can love ourselves then we are enough to support and love our neighbor and then that connection goes so first we connect with ourselves then we're able to connect with another and then we're able to, then to understand that god is only experienced through our human ability to love one another
1: That is right there. That's the whole point of this whole discussion, our ability to love one another. Listen, we're almost out of time. You're listening to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I want you to please go on Unity Online Radio Network, www.unityonlineradio.org. Sign in there. Listen to this program again. Get all the jewels out of it. Pass it on to a friend, a family member, or a loved one. If you are not already following me on social media, please do so. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow the tour. Follow the tour, the Self-Love Explosion Tour. First stop is Sacramento, California. We're going to be there Saturday, January 26th at the Celebration Arts Theater. We're heading on over to Birmingham in February, February 23rd. So follow the tour. You can Google that online. It's called the Self-Love Explosion Tour. Uh, It's a wonderful, wonderful way to find out more about the art of allowing. And definitely please visit our lovely guests for counseling, for group work, for speaking engagements. This is Everyday Peace with Dr. Dravon James. Until next Monday, live your life as a peaceful being.